Welcome to the very first episode of our podcast. My name's Matt, and I will am playing Shrimp Stomp. I'm Spook Jim, and I play Galliot Delavic. My name's Jojo, and I'm playing Ninx Shadow Cloak. My name's Bianca, and I'm playing Leilathia. Hello, everyone. I'm Cody, and I'm playing Thord and Stronghollow. I'd like to thank my players for... Coming today, my name is Adam, and I am the GM. Our story takes place in southernmost Ironar, on a temperate area near the coast. In fact, right on the coast, just outside the large port city of Rommel. It's autumn, the trees are turning, and uh, a heavy fog has rolled into the area. And coming from the forest, we find a goblin. This goblin is running through the forest excitedly. Oh my goodness! Oh man! She was so beautiful! I gotta tell everyone about this! As you uh, proceed through the forest, up ahead of you in a small clearing, you see what appears to be a, a big mushroom. Ooh! That's gonna be a delicious snack! I will bring that with me! Uh, excuse me, sir. Oh, 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 my goodness, a talking mushroom. I'm not a talking mushroom. No? I, no, I, I am gnome. Shrimp Stomp lifts the mushroom higher and looks underneath the big red cap to to see. I, I, I am a little gnome that is trying to run and squirm and get away from... This person that just picked me up. Oh, hello, Mr. Mushroom. Mr. Yes, you got a nice big bushy beard. Big hat, very respectable. Hello, Mr. Mushroom. Hello, Mr. Red Person. Yes, I am a goblin. My name's Shrimp Stop. Interesting. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> I just met a very another interesting person. This too. I met Umaira, so beautiful, oh my gosh. Big, giant, woman goddess thing. Big nub-nubs, so pretty. Nub-nubs? Yes, big ones. I rested my head on them. Could you please put me down? Oh, yes, sure, sorry. (laughs) I, I, I set the big mushroom person back down on the ground. Would you like to come with me? I gotta tell everybody about Umaira. I guess. Okay, let's go. I grab their hand and immediately start running off. 
the mushroom creature just flailing behind <laughs> Shrimp Stomp. Yes, because they're running so fast, so I'm, I'm too short, so I'm just kind of... I look like a ribbon. <laughs> ribbon just a one foot on the ground every now and then to keep them af- upright. Episode one, abduction. <laughs> I've been taken against my will. Well, you basically bolt out of the forest with this uh, flapping mushroom in tow. And as I said before, a, a heavy fog has rolled in. And the trees start to get a little more sparse, and you come across a road, a very clear road. From what you know of the area, you know which direction to take to get closer to the city of Ramos. As you continue down that road for a bit, uh, emerging from the fog is an ox and a cart behind it. On top of it is a just a, a peasant in rough, rustic clothing, and his jaw drops when he sees this little red goblin towing a mushroom behind him. And uh, he brings the... At first he brings the ox to kind of almost a halt as he stares in disbelief at this goblin. And then he then he cracks the reins and starts moving uh, quickly uh, away from this little guy. And you continue down the road. Help me! <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, help us! Um, which way to town? The the jaw of the peasant somehow drops further, and then it, it, it turns angry, and he glares at you and said, hey, "Get your rat self out of here, you filthy goblin!" Oh, thank you for the kind words, sir. Um, please point me to town. Well, keep heading up the road this way. I hope they skewer you. Oh, skewers are very tasty, yes. Hopefully they have some. Thank you. I swear by Satoan's hoof, this is what's the world come to. So we, we uh, follow in the direction that the uh, the peasant told us to go, running up the road. Gleefully. So happy. So happy to get further along in this mission to tell everybody about Umira. Thanks is still protesting. <laughs> Ignorant of any danger. <laughs> um, you do see a couple more peasants on your way. And uh, one of them hurry, stops, turns around, and hurries back the direction he came through the fog. And after a few moments, you hear the, the trot of a horse in the fog, and then a, a rider appear, uh, wearing a gray hooded cloak, the long beard, and a bow over his back. And he trots uh, down the road and kind of pauses and turns his horse ar- around and just slowly trots next to you and looks down at you. Hello! Help! <laughs> Hello there, creatures. What uh, What might you be doing is close to the city. Oh, I'm actually looking for the city. I gotta tell everybody about Umira. Umira, yes. Yes, she's so beautiful. Is that a gnome in your hands? This is a mushroom that talks. Yes, I'm a gnome. Are you in danger? I don't know. I just was taken. I see. I see. He just keeps trotting next to you, making small talk. <laughs> I'm just a fellow traveler myself heading to the city. So, uh, what 
You wish to go to the city to tell everyone about Umaira? Yes. You think they don't know about the Radiant Mother? Oh, hopefully they do. It'd make it much easier to tell them about it. But I met her. You met the goddess? Yes. Uh-huh. She she was out in the forest. I was trying to help this person. What person? The this this man. He was injured. Um, I was trying to to fix his wounds. They were big wounds. He was he was not doing so well. But Umara showed up and saw me helping and said I was a good goblin and picked me up and held and held me to her big nub nubs, so soft. I see. The goddess uh, rewarded. You for saving a dying man? I, I tried to save him. It, it didn't work. He died? Yes. That's a very interesting story, Goblin. Thank you. It's, it's true. Is it? It almost sounds too crazy to not be true. <laughs> After a, a short while, a couple of men emerge from the fog as well. And they're wearing chainmail over uh, blue tabards. And they have swords and a shield. And they stop in the road and address the rider. Thanks, Brigham. We'll take it from here. The rider stops and uh, nods to acknowledge them. And those two men uh, step forward and reach out to uh, to grab you. Oh, hello! This ain't good. No, it's very good. More people to help us go to the city. Hey, you're coming with us. To the city? We'll see about that. That's where I need to go. There's a temple there, correct? We don't let goblins in the city. Oh, dear. But I gotta get to the temple. Well, we'll see. We have some questions to ask you. Oh, okay. Come this way. Yes, come on, Mr. Mushroom. The other guard stares at this uh, mushroom entity, and uh, what is this thing with him? I'm a gnome. Oh, that's weird. Okay, <laughs> he steps back, and he leads the way. Do you have a gnome phobia? <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> and so, into the fog, you are brought. I don't like fog. <laughs> Not far from here, inside the city of Ramos, we find a dwarf standing near the water. Behind him is what's called the Satoan Stone. It's a large, unfinished block of stone. It would have once been an obelisk, perhaps. It was abandoned by the god. This site is sacred to the devotees of Satoan. And around it, a whole crafting district has sprung up. And all the best crafters and most successful get to work in closer proximity to the Satoan stone. But to be standing relatively close to this, you know, close enough to reach out and touch it, which I am, I'm, I've got my hand against the stone, looking at the, uh, looking at the cracks and thinking about how, how it was abandoned. I just mutter to myself, hey, just like he abandoned me. And I just start walking away from the stone, look around, I'm a, little, a little confused, a little lost, uh, 
it's my first time in Ramos. So I try to flag down like a, like a, like a child or someone. There's, there's a child running errands for one of the guilds carrying some, uh, oh. scroll. Oi, oi, oi. Yes, sir. Uh, would you, I'm sorry. It's my first time here. Uh, would you be able to, to point me in the direction of the bay? The bay's not far from here. I just go down that road a bit, round the bend. You'll see the sea, and just keep going a bit down the some stairs, and uh, you'll get close to the water. Okay. Um. You say that this world right here. I that one right there, right there. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Pleasant day to you. Uh, you as well. And I'll, uh, I'll start going down the down that road. When... You come to a place uh, very close to the water, and you can look down at the blue-green waters of the of the Ireno Bay. What do you do there? I get as close to the uh, to the water as I can. Just kind of look out over the bay before I shrug off my backpack, put it on the ground, and uh, strapped to the side is a long wrapped object parcel. You could call it yeah parcel. parcel. The the wrapping is like a looks piece of banner mm-hmm. like, like a like a war banner or something i like slowly un- undo the straps that are holding it in place pick pick that up just gingerly kind of hold it for a few minutes and then i make a great just grab it rear back and uh, i'm about to toss it into the bay oh do you do so and uh right when i right when i get the, the full apex of my swing i just I can't. I, I, I stop. Mm. And I just drop it to the ground, and it, it hits with a, uh, with a very deep metallic thud. Cracks the stone a bit. It cracks the stone a little bit, yes. What do you do from there? <clears throat> just kind of uh, drop to my knees, just look out at the bay, and I'm like, uh, I'm going to stay here and get back up. Pick up the packet, pick up the parcel, strap it back to the bag, throw it over my shoulder, and I start making my way back up towards the stone. Where are you gonna head? I'm gonna head uh, just head out of the city. Ho- hopefully, uh, no one pays me much mind. In fact, I'm gonna throw throw over a, a hood over my head. <laughs> this dwarf clearly has great burdens. It seems. You head out of the city which is a bustling metropolis, by the way, populated by any person, people, creed, color, and species that you can imagine. But as you exit the city walls, you see that the whole area is shrouded in fog. And there's a little sign that uh, points you forward to a little inn called the Dearborn. It's on the way out of town. On the way out of the city, I should say. Oh, well... My stomach rumbles a little. I'm like, I suppose I can do with a bite before I leave. I just head over, open the door. Uh, what, what, do I, what do I see inside as I step through? Well, inside, you see just, just a handful of patrons. It's, it's very quiet. most interesting thing you see is over in the corner is an elf. And uh, at her feet is a large fox, as big as a wolf. 
that's uh, reclining at her feet, um, looking at you with intelligent eyes. Appears to be a South Moon elf. And I've come to grab a bite to eat. Basically having munchies from all the sky thistle that I've come across on my travels. Um, but uh, even with the plate there, I'm just so curious about uh, my sky thistle. I'm smelling it, looking at it, you know, seeing how firm, sticky it is, all that fun stuff, making the fox smell it. What the fuck? <laughs> Doesn't want to smell anything. Um, no, the fox. The fox appreciates the smell. Oh, I'm just joking. Put his whole head in it. <laughs> 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 Smell the whole thing. He, he uh, jerks his head back to that and whispers to you, I appreciate that, Leilathia, but come now, let me have some dignity. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just so excited. Clearly. It's one of the best that I've come across in a while. I don't doubt that. You can hear this. This fox has spoken to her. You <laughs> <laughs> fox? But you can, it's... He spoke uh, softly, but he did in fact speak, which might give you a double take. Which I absolutely do. Like, I stop her, like, what? <laughs> Would you like some of the sky thistle? Is that why you looked? Can you smell it too? Oh, no, it's it's quite strong, but no, I, I will not. I, I cannot. Fox, did, <laughs> did your dog just talk? My fox, yes. Yes, he did. He's an odd one. Force. The fox uh, rolls its eyes a little. <laughs> well, yeah. but your ears aren't deceiving you, dwarf. It's a toad's beard. It turns away from you and lays its head on its paws and huffs. <laughs> well, I uh, go ahead and uh, just. Take a few more, like, just kind of, like, stare. I'm just staring at this fox for a second. Would you like to sit down? Oh, no, no, no. I just wait, wait, wave you off <laughs> and just, like, make my way to the counter. Uh, there, there are no, I don't see any dwarves. No in dwarves here. in oh. here. You're the only one. Oh, good, good. The uh, barkeep leans over the bar, which creaks. What can I get you, Master Dwarf? I know. A pint of your your finest, uh, your finest beer. All right, coming right up then. And Wait a, a moment. A plate of, uh, what, what, what do you have uh, for food today? We've got lamb, we've got spider, and we've got vegetables. Uh, I'll definitely have the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> lamb it is. Coming right up. The barkeep turns around and goes into the back room. As as he does, I like like settle into my chair at the bar, reach in, like open up my coin my coin pouch and look in. Ah, uh, only only ten gold left. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I kind of like tie it back up, look around suspiciously before putting it back, putting it away. Back in the city, we see another scene. There's a ship tied up at the docks, and there's some kind of discussion going on between two people. One seems to be a captain. He's waving his arms back and forth and saying in what's becoming an angry voice, I can't pay you this. There's no way. Don't have it. Too bad. Look, if 
if it's the money that's the problem, I can just stay on the ship with uh, no pay required. It'll be fine. I can't afford to sail. Is it the bank again? Aye. Aye, it is. We've, I'm going to have to cut you loose for now. I have to cut everyone loose for now. The last I've got is going to pay for this berth here. Okay. Well, then I'll go look for someone else. I'll find another ship. It's been good having you, son, but it's the end of the road here. Okay. The captain turns around and, and goes back to the ship. I call after him. You better send me a letter, though, once you're back on the seas. I owe you that much. That and your payment. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> so, I, I will. May that day come sooner rather than later. May it be. And then I turn around and walk off. Where are you going to head? Um, I've been in this city before. The yes. captain has stopped here several times for payments. It's a bustling port city. It's the place to be. Yeah. The center of the world in some ways. Um, well, seeing as he hasn't been paid in a while and now has no job, might as well look around for some sort of thing. A place to stay, maybe? Yeah. He heads to this first spot he'd know. And that would be a small inn that he would normally stay at on the other side of the city. Well, you head out of the city to one of the least expensive places that you are aware of, um, which is an inn called the Dearborn, just outside the city walls. And to get there, you have to go through this wall of fog that has just gathered around all the trees and cottages on the outside of the city. I take one look at the massive fog, and I cast light on a small satchel I have uh, that's nice. hooked up to my belt. Having casted light, it illuminates the fog all around you, and you can see the outline of the Dearborn uh, not far ahead. And uh, do you go? Up, you proceed inside? Yeah, I head on over, and as soon as I get to the doors, I dispel it because I wouldn't need it. Very thoughtful of you. I'm not just going to blind everyone inside now, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Thoughtful half work. Inside, you see that there's a, a dwarf uh, at the bar and a South Moon elf off in the corner with a, a fox at her feet, just obsessing over this this herb that she's almost rolling in like catnip. Being on a ship for the majority of his life, he, I don't think he'd know what a fox is, let alone. That entire situation, so he just can give her a wide berth. <laughs> <laughs> really love you. And I go up to the barkeep. Would I know his name? If you've been here before, yeah. Let's say you do. His name is Martin. Hey, Martin. Hello. You got the good stuff? I do, for the, you. You know what I mean. The spiders. They're not popular, but I'm glad you're here to eat them. <laughs> well, it depends. Are the big ones in stock? Mostly small ones, but there's an older big one. It's not gone bad yet. Ooh, give me that one. That was the spider. <laughs> <laughs> spider protesting. 
All right, he uh, he gives you a little yes, just right sign, <laughs> and, and goes into the back to get the uh, the spider. Yes. Uh, Th- Thornton on on like hearing that order, he just like shudders. It's like oh, what you don't like spiders? No, no, I do not. I can't. I can't say that I do. For those of you inside the inn, you hear some raised voices outside, in the courtyard, in the fog. Um, the two city guards have led Shrimp Stomp, with Ninx in tow, into this, into this area, and they're grilling him. Why are you here? I told you, I, I am here to go talk about Lumaira. I need to go yes, to the temple. I've heard the bullshit. Why are you really here? Because I met Lumaira, and I need to tell everyone about her. It, and it's not some scheme to uh, tie someone up and drag them back to your hole and skin them alive, is it? No. Or Or steal? No, I've got my own stuff. I don't need to steal. Sure. The other guard says, Why don't we give him a one-over and beat him up with the club? Uh, no, thank you! And we're seeing this, right? We can... Any of you who go to the window can see this is happening. I am there. Oh. At the window. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of wandering around. I could see it. What is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> Something putrid is in the air. I'm not sure the source of it yet. It might, it might be red, though. All she can smell is her weed and not... <laughs> sky Thistle. Sky Thistle. Nix is just kind of there in a panic. Uh, 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 uh. Excuse me, guys. Uh, yes, boy? Boy? <laughs> um, my name is Nix, and, and, and I would like him to let me go. Ah, uh, oh, we can see to that. <laughs> but 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 nicely. He looks at you with a bit of confusion as he, as he grabs Shrimp Stomp's oh! hand and squeezes it. Ow! And tries to pull him away from, from you. Um, I, I said nicely. He raises his club over his head just, just to I, emphasize. Can I walk out and just pick Shrimp Stomp up by like the scrap of his neck? Just hold him up in the air out of <clears throat> this guy's way. Uh, you walk outside, and uh, this guard with the club has his back to you. Um, the other guard steps forward and holds his hand out to, like, make you pause. Hold up here. This is official city business. Well, what's going on here? We captured this little rat monster trying to get into the city. Rat monster? The goblin. What is he trying to do? Who knows? Pillage? Steal? Abduct? What are you torture? trying to do? No, 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 no. I'm just trying to talk about Umaira. I gotta get to the temple. Yes, that Umaira. The big, beautiful one. I met her. These guys don't believe me. We don't believe it because it's blasphemy. No, it's true. It's not just a lie. It's a disgusting lie. I met her. She was beautiful. She picked me up and held me. Galliach just watching this, looking between the two. I And I walk up to the orc, and I tug on his pants. 
Yes. Mushroom man. <laughs> My name is Ninx. Ninx. Thank you. And he pointing up to the to shrimp stomp. He was gleeful and excited when he and she she stops and she thinks for a minute. Trying to think of a Nice More way. diplomatic than <laughs> saying abduct or stole. Invited when he me. <laughs> picked me up to try to make me a snack. Oh. <laughs> of my hat. He tried to eat my hat. It's a tasty looking hat. <laughs> I, I'm with you there. It looks absolutely delicious. But it's my hat. Mm-hmm. And um, I pop a spider in my mouth. <laughs> ah, yes. But, but he was excited and he was gleeful, and he picked me up on his way, bit my hat, and here I am. <coughs> I, I don't, I, 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 I don't think. Has he been talking about Umira this entire time? Yes, I have no idea who that is. Okay, <laughs> and y'all stopped him on the basis of being a goblin. Yeah. I am a goblin, yes. Of course. You're too young to remember the war. I don't remember the war either, but I've heard about the war. <laughs> <laughs> so if the war would have only been, what, 20 years ago? He's a he's just a punk. Oh, okay. He's just a <laughs> Barely off of his mother's tea. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And what does uh, Shrimp Stomp and Gallia... Describe yourselves. We haven't we haven't seen what y'all look like yet. Shrimp Stomp is just a deep red uh, goblin, about three feet, has almost a completely bald head except for a top knot on the very top. He definitely seems to be better outfitted. He's got a bow and some extra weapons on his pack, but he does not seem to be. While he is disturbing looking, because he is just a pure goblin, he does seem to be. A bit friendlier than other goblins, or even what definitely way more friendlier than the rumors would be about how goblins are. And Galliot is a fairly young half orc who stands at 5'11, fairly tall. Fairly tall. He's still dressed in his old sailor's uniform from his ship, and he has the most notable thing besides his height would be his blue hair that's held up in a ponytail. Oh, okay. Does he have the the tusks that orcs sometimes have? Just little tiny ones that peek through. Just barely. Yeah. They haven't fully grown in yet. Oh. And his skin is a slight greenish hue. Okay. Uh, Thoradin, Lelathia, you're seeing this happen outside. What are y'all doing? Yeah, I'm, you know, kind of paying attention to the, uh, conversation and, uh, grumbling to myself. Like, another meal wasted. <laughs> Hop out of my chair and, uh, you know, I walk outside could you describe Thoradin too? Thoradin, he's a he's a stout four foot or about four foot dwarf, 
Uh, he's got uh, long black hair and a even longer braided beard. Uh, he his uh, his skin is a uh, like olive tone, and he's, he's like very wide, very stout. Is he jacked? Hmm? Is he jacked? I mean, you guys can't tell. He, he's, oh. he's he you know he's got his clothes on, and then he's got like a like a hood and cloak over him. Hiding all the muscle, man. Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> Just a walking <laughs> barrel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he uh, he gets up to the group when the uh, when the guardsman was talking about oh the war. And what would you know about war, lad? The the young guard turns to you and is about to retort, but he's got nothing. He just uh uh well I heard stories. <laughs> Did you know? What stories? Just you know, battles and, and goblins and killing and uh you know, just defending our homes and that sort of thing. Those things happen, yeah. Y- yes, sir. And you know what else happened? Uh, what, sir? Well, uh, you remember, I, I've been in a, several of those battles. I also remember going down into goblin dens and killing everyone. All of them. <laughs> that, that sounds, yeah, that sounds right. Good, right? No. No? Have you ever killed children? No, sir, I can't say I have. Well, I have. There's nothing. There were goblins, though. There ain't nothing glorious about it. Yes, sir. He lowers his head a bit, sort of shamed by the veteran dwarf, master dwarf. I would like to just say that I didn't kill anybody. That was like my grandfather's generation. That was a long time ago for us. Um, I put it exactly now. So why would we be discriminating against him? The guard with the club, he's still holding on to Shrimpsom's arm, but he's no longer holding up that club. He shrugs. And he's like, why doesn't everybody get it? It makes sense to me. He just, he doesn't verbalize that. But he doesn't get it. Um, what does Leilatia do? She comes outside with her bag of sky thistle. And <laughs> she's wondering why now. everybody's just so angry. Maybe if they had some sky thistle, everybody would calm down. We could take shrimp stock away. Could you describe <laughs> yourself too? Um, I am five two. Uh, I have red hair. Um, I have. I don't know what to call my clothes. Like buckskin. Buckskin. Um, it's like a little crop top and a skirt that comes down to a point. Um, and then of course my fox follows me around. The fox does slink behind her. You have, like, feathers and beads on your clothing, like a lot of South Moon elves have? Yeah, um, mostly in my hair, though, not on my clothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, wear them in your hair. You have a bow, right? Mm-hmm. I have a bow. Yep, yep. Does the fox get anywhere near Galliot? It's keep it's it's very close to Leolathia, but uh, it's on the other side of her and is... Not really making any any move to get close to anyone. Okay. I think he's fine then. So this <laughs> totally high Southman elf comes out of the uh, inn, tries to defuse the situation with 
With her sky thistle. If everybody just smokes them, nobody would be mad. I know it. <laughs> uh, sorry, but I don't think I'm old enough for that. Everyone's old enough. <laughs> South Moon elf children just in their crib <laughs> near the fire, just smokes rising out of it. <laughs> Get them extra close. I already told you, Elf. I don't want any. Too dang bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have some. Everyone should have some. The the two guards lean towards one another, and they're they're whispering something between each other, trying to figure out what the hell to do in this situation. When you hear um, the hoof, the uh, claps of a galloping horse come down the cobblestones in the road in the and out of the fog comes a rider. Um, is a rather tall man with a dark skin, blue robes, and a, a blue, very fancy-looking silk hat, a long black beard. Um, is a trop, is a top, a well-groomed horse that kind of screeches to a halt, not far from the end, very close to where y'all are. Hey, watch it there. Uh, he looks at you through, through, uh, he doesn't have glasses. He looks at you for a moment with a furrowed brow and dismounts. Is this the same guy we, that we encountered earlier? No, that was a gray cloaked man with okay. a bow and let's say, uh, a blonde beard. The city watchmen kind of are taken aback for a moment and, and listen, step forward and listen to this man. He gestures to the two guards and very quickly gives them a couple of orders. You two, I need your assistance. We've got to do something. The guards look at each other, kind of confused. I'll need a protective detail. I've got to warn Alessandra and Delsonora. Someone's coming from, someone's coming for them. Uh, the guards seem to almost understand what this might mean and to look at each other. And the man snaps his fingers. He seems like a nobleman to you. He has that sort of countenance. There's no time to waste. Come on. So as this uh, mystery nobleman insists to the guards that he needs to warn Alessandra and Delsonora, one of the guards feels compelled to uh, go with him. He turns to the uh, the dumber, younger one and says, You stay here, I'll, I'll try to sort this out. As he walks away with the, the man in blue robes, he says, I'm not sure where Delsonore is at the moment. The man in blue robes, we have to find her. Time is not on our side. And they depart into the fog. What do y'all do with this lone, dumb and young city guard having heard that there's something going on out there? I say, ah, well, that seems really important. Why don't you go help? I, I, I can't leave this goblin unattended. He, uh... We'll keep an eye on the goblin. What do you mean, unattended? We'll keep him out of the city. Don't worry. You're not members of the city watch, though. You don't know 
I do know that. <laughs> Are you sure? Prove it. <laughs> you, he whips out you a list. prove it. <laughs> Just go and do something important. Come, come here, lad. <laughs> yes, sir. Don't Boy. worry. I'll keep an eye on on the goblin. And like, just kind of flat, like wave him down lower. Like, leans down. Flash the uh, the amulet of Satoan. Oh, okay. He uh, his eyes open wide for a moment. All right, sir. Uh, okay. Don't worry. That surely it's in good hands, then, right? Aye, aye, yes, it is. Okay, okay. I'll please, please, sir. Don't make me regret this. I won't. Thank you, sir. Are you goblin? You yes. Best behavior. I will try. And no trying to get into the city. I gotta get to the temple, but okay. All right. As he walked off, he turns around and he um, heads off into the fog. I turn, kneel down to the goblin, and I say, "Which temple did you want to go to?" (laughs) (laughs) I need to go to the temple of Emira. I'm not sure where that is, but we can find it. I don't know where it is either. I just know there's one in there. It's definitely within the city walls. Well, I can, uh, I can tell you, I'm going to go, go back into the inn, finish my food. Ah, oh, great. I have more spiders. Ooh, food! Food sounds really good. As you move towards the door, hear the door shut, and a, uh, a bar put over the door to keep everyone out. And the barkeep says through the cracks, Something bad's coming up. I won't shut down. Closed for the day. Martin, at least give me the rest of my spiders. I paid for that food. After a few moments, under the crack of the door, <laughs> yes! the food just slips out. <laughs> I pick up my spiders. Here you go, Goblin. Oh, thank you! <laughs> I didn't even get my beer. <laughs> out the window, a, a hand is outstretched with a mug of beer. As soon as it, like the beer appears, it's just like snatched. <laughs> <laughs> If you can, leave the mug on the windowsill. Hey, no, I'm keeping this mug. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> if you want it, you'll have to open up. <laughs> I walk up and I leave a trinket on the on the windowsill as payment. Payment. Someone did the right thing. <laughs> I mean, I'd assume I'd already paid him. He have been inconvenienced here. I paid for the mug. Bad customer service, though. <laughs> you hear um, off somewhere in the fog, out amongst this village. Um, you fear you hear a few um, loud, raised voices. You think people are running around searching for something, and uh, occasionally you hear the name Del Sonora um, called as they're looking for somebody. So what are y'all going to do? You've been kicked out of the inn? They tell you you can't go in the city? Who's Telsonora? It's not a name I've heard. I don't know. Like, bang on the, f- bang on the inn door. <coughs> Who's Delsonora? <laughs> <laughs> I love Thornton. Um, 
You hear the the barkeep was in the back, and you hear his footsteps come back up to the door. <laughs> what was that, laddie? Listen here, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, who's Del Sonora? Oh. Uh, I don't know her well. She's she's some kind of uh, wizard that's um, come to stay in the village, hiding out from something. If I were you, I'd stay away from uh, her and, and Alessandra. Something bad's coming for him. All right, all right. Well, I have another question. Where is the Temple of Umaira? It's in the uh, northwestern quarter of the city. Aye, thank you very much. Okay. Eric Vindy district, I believe. Well, since you're so helpful here, I'll just like, leave the mug on his windowsill. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Master Dwarf. I'll just well, it's in the uh, Irvindi district in the northwest corner. Oh, that explains a lot. What if we put something? <laughs> it does indeed explain a lot. <laughs> what if we put something over Shrimp Stomp and we secretly take him to this place? I have a disguise kit. Kit, kit, kit. kit. Did you buy it? Part of I his. Had it. Oh, I've had it. <laughs> it's just mine, bro. <laughs> My parents gave it to me. He existed. Well, uh, you know, Jeff, funky little mustache? No one will know he's a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we do anything, the little man needs to have a bath. He leaks. No, 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 I don't. Is that what that smell is? Oh, my God. You've never smelled goblin before. No. It's quite putrid. And don't go looking for smells like that. I don't smell anything. I I have a very proud smell, thank you. I have worked on this for years. And if you want to get into the city. There's a bathing law? No, but they're going to know. They'll smell you before they even see you. Dude, okay, you're going to go to the temple in, like, your most weakened and dishonorable state of being clean? Don't you want to Don't you want to sh- <laughs> show the, the clergy there how important you are? <laughs> but I bet you Myra didn't care about how bad he smelled when she gave him a hug. She didn't. No, now see, I was nice and stinky and greasy, and she loved it, rubbed me all over her. Oh. I, I can't disappoint her by not staying the same way I found her. She just goes up to the door and knocks on the door for the inn. This is why I don't use I may as well stay magic. by the door. <laughs> what do you want? Well, actually, I could have just snuck in. Uh, do you have a, a, a bag of onions that are on the more we need to throw them out? I could put some onions in a bag. Got any old spiders? <laughs> and the, the inn is closed. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I grabbed me my little trinkets. <laughs> Those don't look valuable at all. <laughs> oh. I cry. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I think we you might old need man to stop harassing this dude. You, you really all need to get out of here. Cry. I'm sorry, Martin. All right, I suppose <laughs> we can well, try to sneak the... Well, that's, that, that's why I wanted the bag of 
stinky stuff, we could put the goblin in the you know, bag. We're just going in and we're taking we're taking the onions. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so no, bad for Mark. Riot! <laughs> it would save him from having to take out the trash. Chapter two, home invasion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I suppose we can just try to act like he belongs. <laughs> Every chapter, some another cr- crime. <laughs> <laughs> chapter three, arson. <laughs> For those of you less familiar with D&D, the most horrible, cruel, merciless, purposeless thing in the, in, a, in a world are player characters. They do awful things for no reason. We don't even have to ask. There's more of us than there are of him. (laughs) I say we take the onions. Okay, we're not assaulting Martin. I didn't say we're assaulting anybody. I just said we're going to steal the onions. I, I, I like, sneak my way in and I take on his his leg. The leg of his face. (laughs) I'm just taking, like, practice swings with my (laughs) mates. Oh no, <laughs> Mr. Martin, sir, please. I Mar- like Martin your food squeals in, in, in shock as the as the mushroom sneaks in and grabs. Y'all are gonna get me banned. <laughs> what are you doing, boy? It's we're closed. Yes, but we are trying to get the goblin out of your hair. He's not. He, he's, he's not. He's not even in here. He's. I don't even see him. He needs to go. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna try to do that. We need your onions that are really rank so we can put Goblin in and we are no longer around here. Okay, look, look. Go down the road. Take a left. Take a right. Take another left. You'll see a run-down shack of a cottage with a foul man inside. Raid his garden. It's in the back. The windows are covered up with garbage. We need old onions. They're... they're (coughs) They're, they're what you're getting. Alrighty. <laughs> so I go back, I, I sneak back out the way I came, and I say, I yell, thank you! <laughs> and I, I go and tell them, and give me for dealing with this monster. <laughs> and, then, and I go and tell them, hey, we can go back over here, and I tell them, and I, I don't even tell them where, I just say, follow me, and I just, Follow Mr. Mushroom, I guess. Follow the Goomba. <laughs> exactly. Hey, how do I get myself wrapped up in these things? Thank you for standing up for me earlier. Oh, not a problem. I like re- just reach out my this big dwarf hand. <laughs> Tiny little goblin <laughs> hand just comes up to it. No, and... oh, they say my name's Thordan. Thordan Strongfellow. Like, Hello, my name's Tripstop. <laughs> and there's just a grease smear on your glove. <laughs> <laughs> your hands, I, it's a, your hands it's a pleasure to meet you, Master Shrimpstop. It's a pleasure to meet you, too. Thank you. You are very kind. My name's Galliot. Just please don't touch me. Would you like a hug, Galliot? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll stay right here. Good. I would not like my clothes to be stained. Are y'all going to follow Ninx? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry! We're, we're doing this on the way there. Yeah. Chapter 3, Misdemeanor Theft. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you find yourself near the cottage of, uh, 
an, an evil, dour, bitter farmer who this whole village hates. But you don't know that information. <laughs> but behind his cottage oh, is a little crappy garden. Most everything in it has been uh, dead. But you see the little sprouts of some uh, some onions that have not been harvested yet. I I find a like moldy bag. And Dude, there's I, probably ten moldy bags just yeah. strewn around this property. I grab one and I just start filling it up. Okay, what if we just put shrimp stomp in the bag? <laughs> yeah, but, but that's an option. Your nose notices something though. Hanging in the window are some uh, older onions that have already been already been harvested. They're out. Just sitting there, un- undefended. In the window of his actual house or mm-hmm. in a outhouse type? In the window of his cottage. What do I do? I'll do a stealth check to see if I can sneak in. All right. Nineteen. Plus <laughs> one. So let me be twenty. You're going to go all the way into his cottage or just through the window? Just or up through the window. As you get to the top of the window, you see a, a garbage-strewn cottage. There's an old man holding a bottle of whiskey. He's completely asleep on a on a cot. So you can you can steal those onions. Okay, I steal the onions and I leave a mushroom. <laughs> as you as you put your little currency down, um you hear somewhere off in the ho- the fog, you hear um, a woman scream, but it's a choked, strangled scream almost, like it's a person struggling to breathe, and the, the shouts of some men. And at the sound of this scream, that old man opens his eyes, like a corpse opening its eyes. And he looks up and he, he blinks a few times, confused at what he's seeing in the window. Do you? Do, I just run. You just run. <laughs> I'm going to stay and fight for these onions. <laughs> I, well, I already have them. He just think he sees the... the sees a mushroom. sees a mushroom running. So, I mean, he's blinking, so he's probably confused as to what he saw. He scratches his head and just shrugs, and he must have imagined it. And he, he goes back to sleep. So did we all hear the scream? You all heard the scream. How close are they? Um, Sounds like they're not far away. Are they within 60 feet? They're probably a little Uh, further away than that. Okay. What do y'all do? We're still in the fog, yes? Um, Yes. Okay. You can kind of tell what direction the scream came from. Yeah. I probably cast... Do we want to draw attention to ourselves? That's the question. That's why I was asking, because if they're within 60 or 90 feet, I have two different things I could cast. I mean... What direction did the screen come from? Or do do I need to roll from that? Uh, you can basically tell uh, that it was from the from the north. Coming from the north. Is that further down the road? Or? It's sort of perpendicular. It's in a different direction. Gotcha. This is off more into a... You don't think there's any cottages ahead. You see a little stand of trees. I'm going to start. 
Thoradin's just going to start running. Oh. Okay, and I cast most noble light. and brave of us. <laughs> yeah, I cast light on my little satchel on my uh, belt. And what, what's in your satchel? Oh, it's just ten gold coins. Okay, keep lights keep up that. his gold lights up there. Yeah. Well, it's Make small sure and it. it's tied very well. So and I follow after uh, Thoradin. Sure, stop follows Thoradin as well. What does Neeks and Leilathia do? I'm probably already ahead of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's gonna cut in line as the first responder. Well, I'm gonna get within sixty feet, and I'm gonna cast Fairy Fire. Okay. I am also running in that direction. Well, I'm very stoned and trying to keep up. <laughs> oh, so you're sort of like walking the line almost. It's like a, a slow jog. Slow jog. <laughs> the, your fox keeps up with you. He tells me to catch up. Nelathia, why are we doing this? Well, people need help. We can't just sit on the sidelines forever. He rolls his eyes. As you get closer, you hear you hear a second scream. Even more choked sounding than the last. And some men yelling and the whinny of a horse. Ninx opens up her pack and pulls out a deck of cards. And with that, I, like, sit down on the ground and start, like, doing what I would think would be a reading of some sort. And I first card I pull is Fairy Fire. Okay. So do we pass you while you're just sat there on the ground? You can. It's up to y'all. Because it casts um, a light that um, goes towards the creatures that are affected. And they have to hold on, do a dexterity saving throw. Okay. And I'm just going to do the ones that are causing harm to the person, if okay. that's okay. Okay. Um, you are you are within 60 feet now. Because I don't want to do harm to the, the ones that are screaming that are being choked. Okay. Very good to delineate that. All right. Shrimp Stomp, Thor, and Leilathia. What is, what is, what is Galliot going to do? Galliot wants to get close enough to see what's happening. Okay. Thoradin is he he he's he's running. He sees uh Ninx, you know, sit down and he just like tries to leap over her. <laughs> <laughs> Hurdles. But uh he's not uh he's not that dexterous, so his uh his foot like catches uh Ninx's uh hat. Oh, he oh, just no. tumbles to the ground. <laughs> Tunk. No, my head just falls <laughs> over my eyes. I just swerve around, y'all. Um, but no, no. He 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 doesn't like fall over. He like kind of. Like, oh oh yeah. It just keeps going. Just a little he, stumble. And, and he, uh, as he's running, he pulls his mace out and he he pulls his uh, shield uh, from the side of his pack, and he is going in for. He's for ready. a fight. He's ready for a fight. Shrimp Stomp's gonna stop where Ninx is and get his bow 
ready. Like, are we fighting now? What's going on? I yell back. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> what the what the fairy fire does is it illuminates the guys so we know what's going on mm-hmm. and where everybody is. All right, Ninx, you can uh, cast your fairy fire. Alrighty. Do I need to roll? No, it's just no. a dex save. Yeah, just yeah you have to do a dex saving throw. And I forget what I use. My wisdom modifier, right? Your wisdom modifier plus your proficiency plus eight. Proficiency being a base so uh, value that everyone has depending seven on their level. Plus eight is 13. 13. They have to beat 13, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. You hear the voices of several men, and like I said, a horse ahead. Um, But two of them suddenly light up, and through the fog are, are completely visible. Only, only two pass. Or, uh, failed. No, I'm sorry. Pardon me. Five uh, men get uh, illuminated through the fog. You can see them very clearly. And it looks like they're struggling over a person that they are dragging towards what might be the horse, but you can't, you can't tell. Let's all. Roll initiative, please. Yay, first one. Yay! Shrimpstomp got a 14. I got a 4. 18. Hold on to those numbers for me. (laughs) Hold on. (gasps) Nat 20? Yes. Slowly. Thor enrolled a 17. We're like a 17. Melathia 22. Melathia 22. Galliot. Shrimp stop 14. 14 yeah. shrimp. Galliot at 21. Oh, shit. 21. Ninx. A four. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> we were, you were casting out spells. Okay. I was kind of busy. A little distracted. Melathia, your, your people's hunting instinct just kicks in. And you, you see all these clearly illuminated figures. You could just kill one of these dudes. It sounds they're, they're assaulting some possibly in- innocent person. You don't know who it is. Um, I will attempt to shoot one of them with my, uh, my arrow. Okay. Oh, and you also, we get advantage because we can yep. see them. Mm-hmm. So, roll your dice twice and choose the highest one. Your d20. I was going to roll it again. Roll on a flat surface, it might help you. Oh, crap. Who would have fallen on? 19. Okay. So, that's a plus four. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. Now... <clears throat> You let your arrow fly. Roll damage for me. It's awkward, but we'll get better. 
Nineteen. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. your damage the is D eight. Oh, D8. it's like two pyramids glued together. No, that's a D ten. Oh, not that. This eight eight. Ooh. And is there any bonus to that on your sheet there? To your arrow? Three plus three. Okay, you're the living game. Okay, you let your arrow fly. Which one of your arrows did you use? Uh, the Sky Talon. Ah, Sky Talon arrows. Yes. It hits a dead center on this uh, illuminated figure. On the back, though, right? In the back, maybe. It's just a shape right now, but you can make that as a person. It gives off a Wilhelm scream, uh, falls to his knees, and face plants. Oof. And all these other illuminated figures, you can see them kind of turn and look y'all's direction now. Galliot. Okay, how far away are we? About 60 feet. 60 feet. Okay. Do you have a ranged attack? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, are you, now that we can see them, how? what's the setup like? Since there is three. You can only see their outline through the, mm-hmm. the fog, so you can't see. You, you can hear there's probably more people there that you cannot see, um, but you do see five. And they're mostly concentrated around um, what you assume is the this, this screaming person based on the, the sounds where it's coming from. Okay. Who would be the closest to the person? Um, one a little taller than the others. Is a, you can tell by the, how his arms are moving. He's probably physically grappling this person. Okay. I cast Tasha's hideous laughter on them. Oh my god. What is their saving throw on that? Oh wait, hold on. I'm 60 feet away? 60 feet. Yeah, yeah never mind. That won't work. You can move <coughs> closer if you can. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Then you I'll... can move 30 feet. 30 you... feet. Mm-hmm. And then that'll work. It... So I move, I keep burning mm-hmm. till I'm closer, and then I stop and cast uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter, the saving throw, a wisdom saving throw, or fall prone. They will become incapacitated and will be unable to stand for the duration. Alright, and your the difficulty is on that? A 13. Okay, the uh, the figure uh, you begin hearing the most one of the most awful laughs you've ever seen a hoarse guffaw that sounds pained as it's as it's forced to do so against his will, and uh, you see him, him fall to fall to his knees, taking the figure with him, and he's just on his back, just uh, cackling and. Probably with tears in his eyes too. A horrible sound. So he he's he's on the ground. He's on his back, prone. Gotcha. <coughs> that takes one action, so I'm pretty sure that's all I can do. Okay. Through his laughter, he is able to huff out the words, "Kill them." <laughs> but he loses his he's, he's loses his <coughs> Thoradin. All right. Well, I'm going to move up 30 feet, um, get next to 
young Galliot. Galliot? Yeah, it's Galliot. And, uh, use my bonus action to pull out my crossbow. Okay, you got your crossbow out. What are you going to do? I am going to take that crossbow. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, take a shot at the uh, the, the closest uh, uh, guy outlined in fairy fire. Okay, so the scene we have here is there appears to be two ranks of these uh, men lit up by the fairy fire. Uh, charging towards them is Thoradin and Galliot side by side. And a bit further behind is Nynx, Lelathia, and Shrimp Stomp, uh, all lined up close to one another. One of the men has already fallen over dead, and one is uh, cackling madly to himself, unable to act. So you shoot, uh, there's one directly ahead of you. Roll to hit. And I have uh, advantage of because yes. of Mm-hmm. And I forgot, it only lasts a minute, so... That's ten rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Man. If I was just... I forgot to... <laughs> so, I initially rolled a 17. Then I rolled a 20. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 20. Double damage. This guy rolls uh, 20s often, just for... Hey, I can't help it, man. I... It, this dice set that I got is loaded. loaded. Fantastic. Except for when it isn't. Truth. So that is eight. That is eleven damage. Eleven piercing damage. He takes it in the face. <laughs> no, there is a crossbow bolt now emerging from this fellow's head. He he collapses in place like a rag doll. D E D dead. Alright. I just want to say now that I'm within thirty feet, how light works is that I have a normal light in a twenty foot radius around me. And then dim light in a further uh, 20 foot. Okay. So light would diffuse through the fog and uh, considerably brighten the area. Each block is five feet. Yeah. And then the dim light be... Four more blocks. Yeah. It was really... Bright half work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really bright. It reaches from behind y'all to like the first guys up here. Oh shit. I hit the mic. It's alright. Is that the end of your action, Thorda? That is the end of my action. I apologize for not saying that. No, it's it's okay. Um Don't punish me, Daddy. <laughs> daddy <laughs> Daddy Master. Daddy Master. Two of the um, men in the in the first row uh, charged through the fog towards Galliot and Thoradin, and it uh, doesn't take long before they're they're visible. And they are men in black cloaks, black clothing, 
hoods pulled down and some kind of black fabric over their nose and mouth. They look very much like assassins. Emos. <laughs> Emo assassins. <laughs> uh, one of them, you see, they both appear to be human, but one of them has like glowing purple eyes. It's very strange. And they make a beeline. One towards Thoradin, the other towards Galia. How far they can, how far do they move? Thirty feet or uh, where does that get them? Thirty right there. And then this one same spot. Both of them pull out a dagger and hurl it one at each of you. The dagger going towards Thoradin has a roll of a 22. Damn! That just barely hits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but towards Galiot, it is a mere five, a mere eight. I yeah, it doesn't hit. Does that hit Thoradin? It just barely hits. <laughs> barely? Yeah. It's like trims his beard. <laughs> no! <laughs> no. Beard. A single hair falls from your beard. I would like to rage. Gordon, <laughs> <laughs> you take two damage as this, two dagger, damage. as this dagger strikes you. Oh. What's wrong? Oh, I saw his thing change to red. Ay! <laughs> <laughs> Slain! It seems I'm leading out. <laughs> <clears throat> Next, uh, the two figures in the back. One comes forward closer to his comrade that's on the ground, laughing uncontrollably. He comes up very close to him. Hey, man, you all right? <laughs> hey, man, you all right? Hey, are you okay? Uh, through the the mad, pained cackling of the, uh, the guy that's on the ground, he says, Take her! Take her! That remaining one in the back goes forward as well 30 feet towards Thoradin and Galliot. Let me just dance over these bodies real quick. How many feet is that away? It's 30. For more, from his initial position, that was 30. How many to Thoradin? Looks like 30 as well. 25. Okay. He's on his way towards you. Could you take one of those dead fellows... And bring him up right around that red dice that indicates a tree. He was not hit by fairy fire. He levels a crossbow at Thoradin, uh, but it misses terribly. It's the fog, probably. And do do I like hear the the, the whistle? You sure do. You sure do. (laughs) And that other uh, dead fellow. Bring him up. On the left, behind the yellow dice, uh, behind that figure, he fires a crossbow at Galliot, which greatly misses. For the listener, we're uh, using a dice to indicate trees in this fog-shrouded stand of trees. 
our funding, you know, as high as it is. <laughs> we, we make do with what we have. Shrimp Stomp. Shrimp Stomp's going to use his longbow. And he's going to shoot for the one that threw a dagger at Thoradin. That is... Duck. A 23 to hit. Which absolutely hits. And then that will be... 8 damage. The arrow flies in between Galliot and Thoradin and finds its home in the gut of one of these uh, masked and cloaked men. Take that! He doesn't hit the ground, but he grasps at his stomach and makes a, a pained cry. Any further action? Um, no. That'll be it for now. Minx. Minx, still on the ground playing with her cards. She pulls the Entangle card. And that... And she's only using it against those that are doing harm to the party, not everybody. Okay. And uh, so with that, vines are coming up out of the ground. They have mushrooms and sprouts. and uh, But a creature has to succeed on a strength saving throw. Uh, what's the uh, radius? Uh, ninety feet of the uh, the entanglement itself. Yes. It entangles ninety feet. It says range ninety feet. Oh, range. That's the no, range. range. Oh, the yeah. point in space where you uh, can cast 20... it. Okay, cube or something. Yeah, twenty square feet. Okay. Show me where you want it to begin and end with that twenty square feet. Right. Basically, right here. Okay, all the way back to... Four, it's four blocks. Four blocks. It looks like uh, you can't get more than two at a time. Mm. That area becomes difficult terrain, though, right? Yes. Okay. Which uh, halves their movement speed. Because yes. I, I didn't know if I wanted to cast it on them or on this guy back here so that he can't take off with. That's something to think about. Because you did hear a horse somewhere in the, in the uh, fog. So they might be able to get away. You would be able to reach them. They're 85 feet away. Let's do that. So you would entangle all three of them. Okay. Well, she she excluded the friendly, so... Okay. Yeah. The uh, one on top there is the, uh, the woman that screamed. Okay. Uh, they both... Both the man laughing on the ground, he's quite entangled, and so is the other one next to him who is reaching for the woman, which you can see through the fairy fire. And they are held fast to the ground. Galliot, remind me of Tasha's hideous laughter. Does that, uh, how many rounds does that last? Um, up to one minute. It's a concentration spell. And you're going to, are you intending to maintain that concentration? Yes. Okay. I haven't been attacked yet, so. Yeah. Or successfully. <laughs> All right, with uh, that round ended, it rolls back over to Leilathia. You see ahead of you a, a spread of these masked and cloaked men. Thoradin's had quite a few 
attacks come his way. You are way there in the back next to Ninx and Shrimp Stomp. Okay. Um, I think I'd like to uh, throw an arrow to the one that's closest to Thoradin. That one uh, very closest to Thoradin has already been wounded, so he's he's almost ready for the next world. Lilithia is just like pull an arrow out of her quiver. Yeah, <laughs> pick it up and yoink it at him. Southman elves were born with an arrow in one hand and some sky dizzle in the other hand. <laughs> um, yo, uh, the swift main arrow, right? The swift main arrow Southman elves use when they need to protect a friend. A friend's oh. now. All right, make your roll. Don't make me cry. <laughs> With advantage. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yes, you roll, can roll You can roll both at one time. And pick the higher. Yes. That one plus... Uh, two? Yes. Plus no, two. first it's the plus four. Oh, yeah, plus four. That's your to hit. Okay. So you got a 21. No, 12. Yep. You got a 16, which does indeed hit. Then you roll the eight-sided dice. And see the... And you add that down. Two or three. It's a five. Plus eight. I mean three. So it's eight. Slashing. Slashing. To be piercing. That's your sword. Oh, okay. Your your bones at the top. Okay. Plus two. So the eight sided dice plus two. Seven. Yes, seven. Yes, seven. Um, you strike the already wounded man who tumbles to the ground and le- dead leaves kind of are thrown up as he hits the ground. And dead leaves throw up? <laughs> no, he crashes into the ground so hard. Probably the arrow breaks and pushes it even further into his liver or something. And, uh, up come the dead leaves, and he, he remains very still and is sent directly to hell. Uh, he he throws up the dead leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> are we talking of Uh He went to the abyss. <coughs> yeah. He went straight to the abyss. It's gone. Galliot, are you going to... What are you, What is your action? Mm, it's my turn. You so, could maintain your concentration and move if you chose. Mm-hmm. The guys with the girl are entangled as of right now, yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then, how close do I have to be to stab somebody with my spear? Next to them. Yeah, right next to them? them. Okay, cool. The square next to them. I'm just gonna, hello, friend. How are you? I can... (laughs) (laughs) This is the one that has glowing purple eyes. Ah, He's very pale, too. Mmm. I don't trust that. Okay. Nor should you. Little too emo. <sighs> um. D twenty. Yeah. I'll just come and stab him with advantage. Oh, I have to. Ooh, that was a two. So that's fourteen. That's better. Plus plus your attack bonus. Yeah. I didn't write it down. Um. It'll be. I think it blew strength. It'll be a zero uh, anyway. Zero. Okay, so it's just a 14. That hits. Okay. Okay. Are you doing it with two hands? 
Yeah. So that's 1d8. One. That's a 7. Oh, nice. What's your strength bonus? Zero. Yeah, okay. zero. Seven, you say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Where do you stab at him? In the gut. In the gut. Just <laughs> slow to... In the fucking gut. All right. You stab with your spear and you slash his abdomen. He doesn't make a sound. Mm. He just he just narrows those glowing purple eyes, hatefully. Oh, fingers fucked up. Run away, Minx. Do they make a saving throw every round from that entanglement? Um, okay, sure. I be- I believe so. Let's see. Yes, the creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save DC. Once on a success, it frees itself. So every every round, it's got a check to try to free itself. He struggles against the vines, no longer laughing, but in, in, instead growling in anger that he's unable to break free from it. He does have his uh, his arm firm, firmly around. Uh, a figure that's that's uh, fla- flailing about and making choking sounds. Thoradin. I am going to move up 30 feet. Ooh, this guy gets an opportunity attack if he wants. He would take that. However, he misses. Hey, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you were about to go straight to this guy would go to Avernus. Ah. Well, uh, I assume that as I get closer, like, you know, their forms are becoming more visible. Yes, just like the um, the one in front of you that was mm-hmm. dropped. He looks very similar with the black cloak. And right. yeah. um, the guy, the, the, the assassin that um, the leader told to take her, is oh. he is he visible via fairy yeah, fire? And now he is where you are. Is he he also... was always visible by fairy fire. Yes. Okay. I also have my light. So, which you're on the edge of starting the dim light, which is far away. To uh, to describe it, you, you're now Thoradin can now see that um, the uh, the two men are, are grappled by the vines from entanglement. He has his arm around a woman who. Uh, He's just thrashing about in the, the leaves. All you can see of her is a, is a green cloak that's all wrapped up because of the, the conflict. He's got short brown hair, and there's something metallic and purple around her neck. Mm-hmm. And she is uh, grappling against this, which seems to be choking her. Well, I am going to cast Guiding Bolt on uh, the, the guy's henchman. Okay. To make sure that he, you know, he doesn't uh, break free and grab this woman to leave. Well, that is a uh, eighteen. Absolutely hits. Plus six. Describe guiding bolt to us. So in my uh, in my hand, a uh, uh, like a ball of uh, just sunlight. Seems to just manifest itself, and um, I just hold it out, and it just and uh, the the light just streaks away from me and towards uh, 
towards the assassin. How much damage does it do to him? He takes 4d6 damage. Holy cannoli! He takes 6 damage. <laughs> You're kidding. I'm not. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a actual heat or just light? No, it's a radiant damage. Okay. Okay. But uh, now he is uh, on top of the fairy fire. He is also now uh, covered in a mystical dim light. Okay. Can you see for days? He's double glowing and <laughs> He's double glowing and tangled. <laughs> we literally lit him up. And uh, not that it matters, but uh, the next attack on him also gets advantage. <laughs> nice. It gets advantage. Quadruple advantage. Okay, that very one that you struck. Perhaps the adrenaline from getting scorched by that radiant damage is able to rip the vines off of him over the course of his action. No, no, this is the exact opposite of what I wanted to happen. <laughs> he rolled a 20. Oh. rolled a 20. Yeah. Um, but that consumes the, his entire action. Galliot, yes. that person in front of you, mm-hmm. draws his, has already drawn his sword, and he slashes at Galliot. I'm missing completely. The one behind the tree, very close to Galliot, emerges from behind the tree with a, with a sword and attacks Galliot as well. Aha! What is Galliot's AC? 14. He does not hit. He slashes at you. You just, you just, just dodge and weave and they can't good. get me. Got that good. Sailor swag. I'm a baller, man. Forward? Actually, just a bar of soap and just everything's just sliding <laughs> off of me. And that'll soon be shrimp stomp. <laughs> soon shrimp stomp will be bathed. Gross! No! no! I've still got so much seawater on me, I'm just soaking wet, slipping through. Thornton, you hear the a blade whistle through the air and strike you. Oof. Owie. <laughs> You're just getting the front You're of the hit. four damage from the slash oh, of the sword. No. Dodge and weave, man. You are not facing him, so he will back up and move around the nearest tree. Mm. A nearby one behind the tree decides to shoot at Shrimp Stomp. Is there another tree? Oh, there is a tree there. (laughs) He shoots at Lelothia. A crossbow bolt whizzes by you, but does not strike you. Do I get paid? <laughs> that is all of them. Shrimp Stomp. Alright, Shrimp Stomp is going to get another arrow, and he's going to shoot the guy that just left Thoradin into hide. Because I have a clear shot on him now. He's still lit up, right? Oh, that's a nat 20. He is, yes. Oh, so that. You want to re-roll just to see if you another Nah, I'm good. I like it. <laughs> 15 damage. Ooh. Oof. He finds himself pinned to the tree he just <laughs> hid behind. And blood spurts from his mouth and he clings to it and slowly sags down the tree, hugging it in death. Where did it shoot him, though? Like, where did it go through his body? Like, went through his ribs and his heart into the tree and just pinned him there. 
And then he goes directly to hell. That's what he gets for hitting me. Just put him in the dead pile. Yeah. <laughs> Nynx. I am... What am I going to do? I am going to stand up, and I have two cards still in my possession. And the first one, I'm it's a shillelagh card, so I'm going to shillelagh my quarterstaff. Okay. And then with my bonus action, I am going to move closer to... Get closer to Galliot? Yeah. Okay. Galliot's getting outnumbered there. I can only move 25. All right. That's all I can do right now. Okay. And that was the end of the round. Um, we've got Leilathia and Shrimp Stomp um, <coughs> way in the back, uh, firing arrows at the enemy. Ninx has just charged up with a, an enchanted quarterstaff. <laughs> you laughing at my word choice? <laughs> She's about to bonk someone with a shillelagh. <laughs> Disrespectful players. <laughs> uh, Galliot finds himself flanked by two different uh, men with black cloaks slashing at him with swords. Thoradin has his attention fixed on these um, people trying to kidnap this woman. They may be hurting too. And there's one remaining fellow off in the trees, waiting to snipe someone. He's hiding like a coward. There's still this struggling woman being uh, grappled by these two men. It seems like they're trying to drag her towards a nearby horse. However, we will have to wait until next time to see how this is concluded. Will the heroes rescue the maiden? Will they survive? Will Thoradin be hit further in this battle? We'll find out next time. Thank you for listening to us. We are Goblin House Studios. And we can't wait to see you next time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.